Welcome, everyone. You're listening to Truth in Christ Radio, a Bible teaching radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Rochester with Senior Pastor Rob Kellogg. So instead of giving in to these things, there are some things that we do need to conform ourselves to. In Romans chapter 12, what does it say? Paul speaking to the Romans, he says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And here it is, and do not be conformed to this world. That word conformed that we saw earlier, that's what it means. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You are being conformed. What are you being conformed to? How amazing is your love? Welcome, everyone, to Truth in Christ Radio for today. Pastor Rob continues our study by reminding us that we, too, must be sober-minded as Peter instructed the Christians of his time. Being sober-minded is being free from the intoxicating influences of sin. We must remember that those that are followers of Christ are being transformed by him, and we should all yield to his transformation power in us. He who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Let's open our Bibles now to 1 Peter chapter 1 and follow along with Pastor Rob. That you get these opportunities, the, this, uh, these choices. It's, it's like a smorgasbord of filth. You get the choice, male, female, I don't know. And if you already got a birth certificate in New York, you can go and have it changed. Did you know that? And doesn't that break your heart to think that this is where we're at as a country? And yet God made them male and female, and it was good. And now we say that's not good enough. I may feel like a female tomorrow, but a male the next day. Listen, you were born with certain parts. And without getting too graphic here, that is who you are. And that's the bathroom that you go into based upon that fact, right? But yet we have evolved, haven't we? As a culture, we're much better than that. We want to we wanna have our, our, our freedom to feel whatever we want and to do whatever we want. But God says he made them male and female. So we need to be sober, as Peter is directing us, to be sober. You know, I believe, you know, we need to act like this world is all that we have, but at the same time, keep a light touch on it, knowing that our citizenship and our inheritance is ultimately in heaven with Jesus Christ. We need to live here and to do the right things, but we also have to realize that this is not all there is. We know that there is coming a day when we will be with Jesus forever. And ultimately, a new heavens and a new earth will be created after this current heavens and earth has been dissolved with fervent heat. That's coming. 
That's coming after the thousand-year reign of Jesus. But notice what it says in Philippians chapter 3, beginning in verse 20. It says, Our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body, that it may be conformed to his glorious body, according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. Are you involved in the things that are happening in your town? You know, really start to think about it. You know, sometimes I think laws like what I just read are happening because we're not doing anything. We should be praying. That's the the paramount thing. The thing that's most important is prayer. Definitely pray. That should be the thing that we do the most. But are you actually getting on your feet and, and, and going down to your town hall sometimes and listening to the things they're voting on? It's important that we stay active in those things. But first and foremost, to pray. To pray, pray, pray. Peter goes on, he says, rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Notice that this hope is given to us by grace. It's given to us by grace. Upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. The very fact that Jesus will return for us at the rapture is grace. I don't deserve it. Do you deserve it? (laughs) I know I don't. And to think that that is, that is our hope. That's the blessed hope seeing him face to face. Verse 14, he goes on, he says, as obedient children and not conforming yourselves to the former lusts, as in your ignorance. You know, this word conforming is interesting because uh, in the Greek, it's a, it's a word that's, uh, I'm not even going to try and pronounce it, but it literally means to conform oneself, one's mind and character to another's pattern to fashion yourself according to something else. And you know, we need to be conformed to Jesus Christ, be conformed to him. Because all around us we are being conformed or trying to be conformed. The world is trying to conform itself upon us. It wants to take your Christianity and throw it out into the trash to flush it and to replace it with the, the, these new things. These new things. And we are all conformed to something, and you will become more like that or whom you spend the most time with. Who is it that you spend your time with? Is it, is it Rush Limbaugh, which, you know, or is it, is it Bill O'Reilly? Even though these guys are conservative, if they don't have the Spirit of God in them, what good is their commentary? Honestly. Do either of these men confess Christ as their Savior? I don't know if they do. I don't know. But if they don't, What is more important, their word or this word, God's word? I'll stick with God's word. (laughs) Amen? But conformity is something that we are drawn towards, and no one likes to be singled out. And most people conform to social norms because there's no other, there's no other conviction in their heart, so it's easier to just cave in to whatever the prevailing opinion or thought is. And we see that all around us now. There's very few people who have a conviction about anything, so they'll just go along with the mass, the crowd. Going along with the crowd is very rarely ever the right thing. The small group of people who hold fast to the Word of God, they're more important than God's guys than a great mass of people who are united and under one banner going towards something diametrically opposite than what he is all about. What God are you conforming yourself to? Is it money? Is it material possessions? Do you, is the God of alcohol and drugs or sex or even the God of liberal or conservative agendas? It doesn't matter whether it's liberal or conservative. Is that where your God is? Is that where your hope ultimately lies? Because if it is, you're in serious trouble. You're in serious trouble, Christian. 
When we conform to someone or someone's, someone or something's image, we serve whatever that is. In 1979, Bob Dylan wrote a song. And I think, I believe Bob Dylan is saved. I don't know. He wrote, he wrote us some pretty serious Christian songs. So I'll let the Lord be the judge of that. But in 1979, he wrote a song called Gotta Serve Somebody. And I'll just read a few lines of it. He says, you may be an ambassador to England or France. You may like to gamble. You may like to dance. You may be the heavyweight champion of the world. You may be a socialite with a long string of pearls, but you're going to have to serve somebody. Yes, indeed, you're going to have to serve somebody. Well, it may be the devil or it may be the Lord, but you're going to have to serve somebody. So I'll ask you again, who are you, who or what are you serving and who or what is conforming you? The Bible says that he wants to conform us to his image. But what image are you allowing to be conformed to? Are you careful about the things that you look at? Are you careful about the things you read? We ought to, brothers, sisters. We need to be careful about those things. Don't allow yourself to get into this. Uh, uh, don't allow yourself to be lazy. Believe me, the devil is working hard. He has studied each one of you. He knows every one of you. He knows where your habits are. He knows your weak points. He knows everything about you. His whole agenda is to trip you up, and he's setting you up. If you're not being set up right now, you're in the process of being set up. And if you're not walking with the Lord Jesus Christ, you're going to fall. You have to be careful. We have to let the Word of God dwell in us richly, and, and don't settle for anything else. Don't settle even for a book about Christianity, about some, you know, I love books. If you see my office, it looks like the Library of Congress. I should have my own Dewey Decimal System in there at some point. But I, but I do. I'm a book junkie. I'm a, uh, what do they call that, a person? Uh, a bookworm. What, what was the other one? That, what was the other one I wanted to hear? Yeah, I forget what it is. Uh, it doesn't matter what it is. It's It's a sickness. <laughs> but I do. But, you know, even those books, they can be good. But the thing that we need to really hold on to is the Word of God. Make it your point. Make it your... If you're going to re- be resolute about anything this year, let that be your resolution. And not not making some vow that you can't keep. Just say, Lord, I want to dedicate my life, my heart to you completely and wholly more this year than ever before. I want to, I want to get right down to the brass tacks and I want to do it right, God. And when I fall and I'm going to fail... I come back to you, I confess it. And what does the Bible say? He is faithful to cleanse us, to forgive us, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And then you get back up and you get at it again. You don't let the devil pound you into the ground and say, well, you're a lousy Christian. How many times have you failed at this sin? How many times have you fallen on your face because of this sin? And you can say, I've fallen 152 times as of this morning, but you know what? God has forgiven me for every one of them. Go away. <laughs> you can you have that assurance because of the blood that covers you. It is sufficient. It is the only thing that can do it. Only the blood of Jesus. We sang it this morning. Do you believe it? Only the blood of Jesus can wash away all my sin. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33, it says, Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. And that's why it's so important for us to walk in sobriety, to be sober. You know, when I was younger, I used to hang out with a group of boys, and I got into a lot of trouble. And peer pressure, as you know, is significant in the life of a young person. They're not quite mature enough to deal with adult things, but yet their body is developing and they're able to do more things. They got a lot more freedom, but they're not quite mature enough to write the check after after they do the act, right? And we were all there. 
But I remember growing up and as a young person, as a, as a teenager, I got into a group of, uh, of guys, and it was really for survival. We moved around a lot when I was young, and we, I mean, I'm not serious. We moved around, we moved like every year. We were in a different place in Michigan, and then we moved down to Florida. And even in Florida, we moved around so much. I don't know why we moved around so much, but we moved around a lot. And every school I got into, there was always a group of boys that I had to either, I had to either had to survive and get in with them, or I had to be different and be bullied and be picked on. Sometimes I gave in, sometimes I didn't. But I got into trouble with those boys. There were many of them that I just, you know, I didn't have it in me to, to, to fight it. I wanted to be, I didn't really want to be popular, but most of us just want to survive. <laughs> and so you, you either get in it or you get picked on. And I, cho- I chose many times to just get into it and got myself into trouble. And so it's so important that this scripture that we see, do not be deceived, evil company corrupts good habits. It corrupts a good person. A person... Well, no one is really good, but it corrupts a person's heart. And if you have any desire in you to do good, it's going to be very difficult. And even as a Christian, I started to bend toward materialism. I remember when I moved up to Rochester, I was newly saved, literally six months, uh, born again. And I go to the Eastman School of Music. That's where I went for grad school. And I met some uh, a couple there. And again, they were fantastic musicians. I found myself hanging out with them more and more. And I found as I hang out, as I hung out with them more and more, their morality became, started to slowly affect me. And I realized it. And God made me aware of it. And it was materialism. This couple was so materialistic. And they acted like they had the money too. They must have had rich parents. I don't know what it was, but I found myself developing that kind of thinking. And it got me into trouble, and the Lord spoke to me. He says, you need to sever your relationship with them. And I did. I, I still love them. I still care about them. But I had to distance myself from them because I wasn't mature enough to deal with that yet. And God, thank God, he, he knew me, and he's like, you know what? You need to distance yourself. Here's the line. You need to stay on this side, Rob, because you can't, you're, not, you're not strong enough to be over here. And you, you know, I wanted to minister to them, but I found that they were actually doing more to me and influencing me in the opposite direction. So do we need to be sober? We need to be sober. And the more you, how can you grab fire and hold it into your bosom? Believe me, no matter how old you are, if you're not not strong in the Lord, you are going to get burned. You are going to get burned. Whatever that thing is, it's going to burn you. He says, as obedient children and not conforming yourselves to the former lusts, as in your ignorance. So instead of giving in to these things, there are some things that we do need to conform ourselves to. In Romans chapter 12, what does it say? Paul speaking to the Romans, he says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And here it is, and do not be conformed to this world. That word conform that we saw earlier, that's what it means. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You are being conformed. What are you being conformed to? You must choose the Lord. If you're a Christian and you call Christ as your as your God, you need to examine your heart and say, Lord, this needs to be the thing that I, I'm, con- I'm conforming myself to your image. And I read your word. I take it into my heart. I don't read it as a textbook. I read it as a life book. Because everything in here is true concerning me and who he is and the great gulf in between. 
and the great price that was paid to secure me and you in his presence. That's what we need to do. And to be serious about it, to be diligent about it. Uh, in Ephesians, in chapter 4, beginning in verse 17, let me read this to you. Paul, speaking to them, to the Ephesians, he said, This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk, in the futility of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who, being past feeling, have given themselves over to lewdness to work all uncleanness with, un- with greediness. Have you ever been around somebody like that? They're just greedy for uncleanness. Have you been that way yourself before Christ? Have you struggled with it even as a Christian? He says, but you have not so learned Christ. Verse 21, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, and here it is, that you put off, put off concerning your former conduct, the former lusts, put off those things, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and here it is, to be renewed in the spirit of your mind that you may put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. We need to take that stuff from our past and we need to put it beside and we need to put on the new man. The new man the new man can only be given through Christ, through the renew, through the, re, through the regeneration, that being born again. If you're not born again, you are not a Christian. I don't care what church you go to. I don't care how fancy your service is. I don't care how ornate your building is. If you don't have the Spirit of God in you, Jesus says that you are not a Christian. I know I'm a Christian. Is it because of any good work that I've done? I haven't done very many but I, I believe in him. I believe that his blood died for me. He died for me for my sin, and he died for your sin as well. I believe that. That's the only thing that allows me to be a Christian is what he has done. I have been grafted into him, and so have you if you've confessed Christ and confessed your sin. In verse 15, he says, But as he who has called you is holy, you be also holy in all conduct, in your conduct, because it is written, Be holy for I am holy. See, God demands that we be like Him. He demands that we be like Him. In Christ, we are holy, but practically every day, as we are going through this process of sanctification, we need to rein in the things of our flesh that we know are sinful. And instead of coddling them, we need to crucify them. That's what the Bible says. Crucify those things. If you have a tendency to steal, you need to deny that. You need to deny that. If you have a tendency to drink and to get drunk, you need to deny that. That's sin. If you have a tendency to take drugs, you need to deny that because that's sin. If you have a tendency to have homosexual tendencies, you have to deny that. God did not make you that way. He did not make you that way. You have to deny that. And only through the Spirit of God is it possible consistently and have victory over that sin, whatever it is. If you're a, a boy and a girl or a man and a woman and you're outside of marriage and you you're, have a tendency to want to be with each other physically and intimately, that's a sin, the Bible says. You need to deny that. God demands that we are holy. To be holy is to be consecrated. It's just a f- fancy word for being set apart. Are you set apart from the world unto Christ You know, in our case, in the Christian's case, we are separated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light, from the prevailing humanistic worldview, and we're separated unto Jesus Christ and his worldview. His worldview is known to us through the word of God. We know what his worldview is because he shares it with us. He tells us what it is. It's right in here. 
Is your worldview conformed to this, or are you conforming yourself to the humanistic worldview of our, of our world and the way it is right now? Let me tell you, there's a big, big battle out there for your mind. Every television show you watch, everything, the music that you listen to, everything has an agenda, and it's to steal your soul, to get you into this humanistic worldview, to change your heart. You don't realize it, but through the TV and through your headphones, the devil is reaching out, and he's getting his tentacles into your heart and your mind, and he's pulling you in. You don't think it's happening? You don't think it's happening to your kids? It's happening. It's happening. Even if they don't search for it, it's going to find them. You have to be really careful. I have to be really careful. As a parent, I have to be really careful. I have to protect my daughter from things. She may not go out and search for things, but things are going to come into her sphere of influence that I've got to say, honey, this is not right. This is not good. And no, I'm not going to allow you to listen to that. I'm not going to allow you to watch that. And we've made our mistakes, and so will you. But you know what? <laughs> when I learn the lesson, and I'm continuing to learn the lesson, are, are you continuing to learn the lesson with me? I'm not a perfect dad. I wish I were. There's only one perfect father. That's God the Father. He is the perfect father. And as a Christian, our worldview must conform to the Word of God. Otherwise, how can we call ourselves Christians? If I, how can I be pro-abortion and, uh, and, and yet God says that it's murder and that he hates it? Now, if you're a woman here today and you've had an abortion, you don't need to be walking around in condemnation. If you've confessed it and you've asked God to forgive you, it's done. You don't have to worry about it anymore. God has put it under the blood and you're secure in his love and his forgiveness. But can we be that way and say that I'm a Christian? God says it's murder and he hates it. How can we think it's okay for someone to engage in homosexuality when God says it is a sin and an abomination? How can we condone two people who are not married to have physical relationships with each other and call that okay when God calls it fornication and adultery? How can we call someone who steals, who is a thief, and say that it's just a physical short circuit in them and they need to be rehabilitated? They don't need to be rehabbed, but rather they need to be born again. Amen? It's hard stuff, isn't it? It's hard. Time is fleeting away from us here, but let's just take a look at a few scriptures here, and then we'll uh, stop for today. In Leviticus chapter 11, beginning in verse 43, God says this. He says, You shall not make yourselves abominable with any creeping thing that creeps, nor shall you make yourselves unclean with them, lest you be defiled by them. Because we're talking about holiness here. God says, Be holy, for I am holy. And so he says... I am the Lord your God. You shall therefore consecrate yourselves. That means be holy, to set apart yourselves, to set yourself apart, and you shall be holy, for I am holy. That's what God says. Neither shall you defile yourselves with any creeping thing that creeps on the earth, for I am the Lord who brings you up out of the land of Egypt to be your God, and you shall therefore be holy again, for I am holy. In Leviticus chapter 20, verses 6 through 8, it says this, to further put the nail in the coffin of this whole thing, he says, and the person who turns to mediums and to familiar spirits to prostitute themselves with them. How many people have been to Florida and have been down to Key West? Or you go down to Miami, and all along the storefronts you have psychics and palm readers, and it's just that for some reason that land down there is filled with them. I don't know, something about the heat. I think it just makes people insane. <laughs> and I know that. I started to go insane when I was down there. 
It does. It like does something to the brain. It just, you know, I don't know. But it's true. And what does God say about this? He says, I will set my face against that person and cut him off from his people. Consecrate yourself again. That's being holy. That's being set apart. Consecrate, verse 7, yourselves, therefore, and be holy. For I, the Lord your God, I am the Lord your God. And you shall... I'm sorry, that's all the time we have for today. But please join us next time when Pastor Rob continues our study in 1 Peter. Calvary Chapel of Rochester is located at 2503 Browncroft Boulevard, Rochester, New York, 14625. You can reach us at our church office between 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. Monday through Friday at area code 585-586-3140. If you would like to have an audio CD of today's message mailed to you in its unedited form, simply mention today's date when contacting our church office. And that number again is 585-586-3140. You can also contact us via the web by logging on to www.calvaryrochester.com. There you will be able to access a number of useful things such as information concerning our beliefs, ministry and contact information, our location and service times, and much more. You can even download the radio and sanctuary messages in MP3 format free of charge from the resources link. To listen to Calvary Chapel of Rochester Sanctuary Messages or Truth in Christ Radio on your mobile device, just subscribe to both through Google Play or Apple Podcast. We are so glad that you could join us today. And if there is any way that we could bless you in your walk with Jesus Christ, please don't hesitate to call our church office. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And for this cause, I have come into the world that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. May God bless you in abundance today as you walk with him. And until next time, this has been Truth in Christ.